Attend while in high school. Jumpstart your career. Your high tech training starts here. Van Buren Tech, your career, your future, your life. Welcome to the Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good every Friday morning as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. Teresa Getman, Rosalie Placati, and Paul Leyendecker are your hosts on Cozy and the podcast at WCSY.com. The Breakfast Club is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at WhitefordWealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Now, today's Breakfast Club on Cozy. Well, good morning. I'm Paul Ann Becker with Teresa Argetta and Rosalie Placati. Today, calling this episode Life Lessons. I think you'll really enjoy this. Rosalie, introduce us to our special guests. I will in a minute. I was going to say, or as Teresa says, learn how to drive already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyways, yes, we are thrilled. You know what? We're. I, I just want to uh, uh, say real quick too. We want to do some of these life lessons because I think sometimes we do need to be reminded, as Teresa suggests, but also you know to kind of put some value on these life lessons that we have come to to know and actually live. So, um, our very first kind of life lessons. Um, is a great idea that again Teresa had. We need to tell people how to uh, drive. We have Mr. Scott Rao and Mr. Jim Desset, former co-owners of Four Seasons Driver Education Incorporated, or I would like to say, men with steel nerves. Welcome, gentlemen. Good morning, <laughs> Rosalie and Teresa and Paul. Well, it's good to have you on. And and I I am what you're going to say something, Paul. Did you want to say something? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, So we were chatting before the show and I was saying that I remember my driver's ed a hundred years ago, first with simulators, right? And then in the parking lot and then on the road. So let's just get started with here. I'm not that familiar with South Haven and how all this happened. Um, How did you begin your school, your very specific and dangerous school. <laughs> Jim and I were working at the high school, at the high school program back in the nineties. And there was, um, the state was going to pass a law that they weren't going to mandate schools having to offer it anymore. And Jim and I both had our oldest daughters who were getting ready to go to college. And we thought, well, maybe we should start one and, and maybe for a little book money and um and run it year round and that was the whole idea was was that we wanted to give students the opportunity to learn to drive in a variety of conditions um and with their busy schedules you know they could choose any time of the year they could do it that would fit with their schedule and um and that was how this thing all came about back in 95 1995 believe it or not it took a long time to get certified by the state i'm sorry we can't hear you a long time to get certified by the state. It was a good year of forms, things to do, and much more complex than we anticipated, but it was worth it in the end. And we had both started working, oh, I started in 76, working at the school 
uh, as a summer job for doing dry rent from 7 to 3.30 every day. Mm -hmm. And then we knew the state was going to back out of uh, financing. And so luckily we were in a position to do it. Well, what a great idea at the right time. Um, I want to go back to the fact that you wanted to offer it um, throughout the year. And really, that's brilliant, especially in Michigan. Um, So many people, you know, start off driving or don't drive well in the winter or bad weather. So I'm sure that paid off, you know, Um, although, again, making you guys even more nervous. But that's okay. I won't go there. Teresa, one thing thing about the wintertime, the kids that took it in the winter, because of the time change, also ended up driving at nighttime. So mm-hmm. that was a double bonus. I did not have driver's ed. I had Frank and Barbour, and that's okay. <laughs> my dad, Frank. And there was no <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> it was. Yes, and I have that story too. For I know I agree. <laughs> but you you said something about you the the they got double whammy. I mean, they had it where they were driving <laughs> in icy roads and dark. Not and I reason. just want to know, I didn't know you both wore capes because <laughs> seriously, <laughs> who is getting on the road? I don't get on the road with people who've been driving for 20 years in the dark and ice. And yet you guys are out there doing this so that we can be safe. I mean, I applaud the heck out of you. Thank you. Well, yeah. You know, I would tell the parents, really, I was never nervous with their kids. Now, when I had my own kids and after driver, <laughs> then I was nervous. It was like, oh, this is a whole different game now. It mm-hmm. is. It is. We, we know that. Well, when you you said that you'd already worked for the school, um, uh, having the qualifications to do this, did you have specific qualifications? I mean, were you did you have a teaching degree and then you went into this or there were different qualifications um, to be a driver's ed teacher? Well, I'll st- I got mine first. Back in the late, no, mid-70s, in the summers, I got tired of working for a local construction company and decided I would do driver ed. So it was, I had 15 grad hours through Western Michigan University, uh, and I have a minor in traffic safety. And one of the more difficult classes was we had a, a class on the entire Michigan Vehicle Code and tested on every part of it. That was actually really, really hard. Wow. So we put in a lot of effort to get qualified. And then when I, when I came in a few years later, um, I did my – it was a year-long – three classes. It took a year long through Michigan State, and that's where I got my certification. So you didn't have to be a, you didn't have to be a teacher to do it. It was anybody could go through the classes. You just have to be certified to the state. Gotcha. When I started, you had to have teacher certification as well. So we ran it through the high school. A lot of kids, and I think Teresa, you had a daughter there, did you not? I had all three of my children, and yeah. yes, I remember that. Yes, <laughs> yep, they were there. They learned. <laughs> so. You changed how you do it. You, when you took it over, you changed how it was done. I know you talk, use the term range time to driving time. What, what's the difference? Cause I think being out, there's nothing more important than being out on that road, but well, how did that look? Yeah. With the high school, you know, every, all, each of us instructors had an hour and a half on the range and we decided we would did it. We didn't want to mess around with the range. We'd rather have the students on the road and get that experience. So, uh, each time they went out, they got an extra hour on the road as opposed to being on the range. And we thought it was much more beneficial. 
Hold on. I, I seem to remember that the range, though, is kind of important um, in, you know, turning a corner, using your brakes, using, you know, um, the, your turn signals um, and all that good stuff. So you just said, hi, welcome, and then went on to the road. Yep, we did. And, and our first one would be in town and we would take a very quiet street, usually over by the Maple Street area and um, and and do that. The corners, the the signals yield signs stop signs and and go all through that and yeah we never we never did a range wow okay and the range well, I, is like a large parking lot where you yeah. have set up mm-hmm. simulated right. okay just yeah. for people like me <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if you and if you kept running over the pylons then you might have to gone back to classroom <laughs> yeah right so there's a really good there's a, a comment question you put here um, what's the one thing you always look for uh, in a student when they got behind the wheel? I thought that was an excellent question. Well, since since we didn't use a range and we went right on the road, my first thing, I don't know what Jim's was, my first thing was if one of the students said, what's the difference between the brake pedal and the gas pedal? <laughs> I paid very close attention to them right away. Awesome. I love it. I love it. That's a great joke. What about you, Jim? Did you, did you, uh, you know, size up the kids? Yeah, that, that was not unusual. So you gauged it then. And, and when we started mode, it was basically teaching what they should do as soon as they get in the car and what the state wanted them to do. And then we going over it and asking questions and are you ready to put the car in drive? And let's go very slowly. <laughs> and a lot of them came with experience driving a, a, a garden tractor or a golf cart. And, and that made a big difference. I was oh, wait a second. All right. <laughs> this is a hot topic. <laughs> so they were driving golf carts <laughs> and it helped or hindered? Them? It helped. It helped because they, they knew the difference between the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Then, you know, I, I'm going to take a look from another side, you know, I'm okay. trying to be as well-rounded and open, but yeah. Okay. That shed some light. So if you were on quads or yeah, actors and stuff like that, that made a difference. It so. just gave them the coordination of what they needed with hand-eye coordination and what to look out gotcha. for and how to operate the vehicle. Okay. Okay. Did you have to take out, uh, or did your wives want you to take out um, a big life insurance policy? Well, <laughs> that's a joke. Okay. <laughs> well, I actually later on in later years, I started working with senior citizens, and my wife wasn't real happy about that because they wanted to use their own vehicles without the without the brake on my passenger side. So that made it very interesting. So that that was legit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot you had the brake on your side. Yeah. I'm still going to give you the cape. I'm still going to give you the cape, but yeah. <laughs> well, um, how did you come up with the name? Four se- well, Four Seasons. Why did I ask that question? That was dumb. Well, we were, <laughs> we, we were having a hard time coming up with names. And one year, we actually, we were doing the Dragon Boat races. We were sitting down at the marina still trying to come up with the name. And all of a sudden, it hit us. Well, if you're going to do it year-round, that's a pretty easy name. Otherwise, it would be called the summer driving school. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, reach out to us with ideas and comments. You can uh, email the Breakfast Club at wcsy.com. The Breakfast Club at wcsy.com. All together, no spaces. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the Breakfast Club Friday mornings at eight thirty on Cozy FM. 
At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven, works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at VassarChiropractic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. This is The Breakfast Club on Super Hits, 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. And now back to The Breakfast Club on Cozy. Thanks again for listening to our show every Friday morning at 8.30, streaming and podcast at WCSY.com. Just click where you see podcasts. I'm Paul Ann Becker with Rosalie Placati and Teresa Argetman, all set for part two of today's Breakfast Club. Yes, we are going to get into some more fun stuff with our men with nerves of steel. And I'm just going <laughs> to leave it there. Just leaving it there. And uh and I like I said before, I'm still giving them capes because this is just amazing that you put yourself out like that. And I did forget you have a break, but still, I'm sorry. Still, I just am so impressed with what you do. But I have a question. What is, and I'm just gonna reiterate what I asked in the last half, what's one of the things that people have the hardest thing learning or mastering when they're starting driver's training what do you find and then the other thing is what do you find that we still do wrong as seasoned drivers what's the thing that comes to mind that people still do wrong last night i was helping one of my grandsons with his algebra and the older uh, grandson in high school is taking dry bread right now and i was talking to his mother who said do you know i've been criticized by uh my grandson and I said, oh, what are you doing wrong? And he, she said, well, he says, I am not making complete stops at stop signs. And that seems to be an epidemic everywhere of not stopping. And I just kind of laughed and I said, well, he's heard from the teacher. So that's one that happened last night when I was helping uh, do some algebra. All right. I love that. Rolling stops are not really Rolling a stop. thing. You mm-hmm. need to stop. <laughs> and, and that's, is that one of the hardest things you find that people learn or is was bad habits it's a bad habit so it's just something that we continue to do what's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing then scott that you find that people master or new drivers learn um i think for new drivers spacing between vehicles how close they should be to another vehicle and Mm -hmm. and tailgating or or getting you know just that and and one one yeah, you're right. I count yeah. it. You guys you gotta know I am counting because I want to know exactly how far I am from that car. I am ridiculous. I'm like one one thousand two. Yeah, and, and tailgating, you know, just just for them to learn the spacing and and the other thing I think for afterwards is using turn signals. Um that seems to be nobody wants to do that anymore. I can't believe though nobody mentioned parallel parking. I mean, if 
I couldn't parallel park my way out of a box. Your and car does it for you now. Well, I don't yeah, have some do. Car. Yeah. Well, when I, mean, I was doing when I was doing my certification, every everybody in the class had to teach everybody else in the class one thing, and I was assigned parallel parking. So I had to do that right away with with fifteen other adults. Oh no, thank you. I will tell you. Even if I had a car that parallel parked, I will never trust it that much. You know, I am going to look behind me. I just, it could be a fake photo. I don't know. It could be a fake photo and there really could be somebody back there. But yeah, I'm going to do it myself. I got to ask, or I just got to say, we got to talk about it. I know, Rosalie, you don't want to, but we are. Oh, roundabouts. No. <laughs> Come on. Tell us about about roundabout, would you please, because nobody's listening to me. I've screamed really loud at a lot of cars and they keep (laughs) doing it the same way. So would you please, that isn't a stop sign. No. So please. You yield to somebody on your left. And if nobody's on your left, you don't have to stop. Exactly. If you can get in there first, get the heck in there. But don't stop with everybody behind (laughs) looking to see, is anybody coming? And that's really too big because they're really an efficient way to move traffic. Yeah. I think the more I see them, and if you travel in other states or countries, they use them. They're multi-laned round. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and so, but I, you see just hundreds of cars smooth sailing through it. Well, um, Therese, I'm glad you got your roundabout Thank in there. You. I'll put, I'll are, put are you that- done? Yeah. No, honey, I have just begun. It'll be another couple shows. (laughs) Here's the other thing. If everybody would just stay in your lane, when you turn, do not switch lanes in your turn. Stop. Everybody could be turning at the same time if you would just stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. The car that's waiting, that's over on the side of Walgreens, can be turning at the same time if you're on the across the street from Barden's. You could all be turning up phoenix going east at the mm-hmm. same time yep. but no everybody crisscrosses lanes and that's mm-hmm. i'm just amazed that people do that <laughs> is that illegal turn um i i, I don't know that's illegal but it's certainly unsafe <laughs> well i'm i'm getting a, a badge we, and i'm going out and i'm gonna start taking people to turn into the lane and you're in the nearest lane it just makes sense you can't get in an accident staying in your lane that's right, just right. you know all right, I'm done. I'm just yeah. done for this show. Just sure. for this show. But I want to hear stories because I just. Don't, you don't want to talk about yellow lights or if you really should go through. Anyways, we'll save that. It was us. orange, yeah. officer. Yeah. We do. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick story. I remember when the radio station was on Williams downtown. <laughs> and uh, I told Scott this story the other day. We're, we're, uh, inside watching outside and he's trying to train these high schoolers to parallel park. And they would come in at all different angles. And it was just <laughs> Dick Shire and I would stand in there just laughing and laughing and laughing, hoping somebody didn't see us because it was <laughs> it was very comical. They eventually got it. But uh, I actually learned a lot uh, from watching. So <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I'm, I'm sure there's other funny stories. So um, I'm sure you've got some. Uh, tucked away that um, either are funny or dangerous or both. Don't share the names. I don't know. I I was, uh, I I had a student once, we were getting on at the Glen exit to come back to South Haven and it's uh, a full circle entrance ramp. And I 
tried to emphasize the point that when we get down into the acceleration lane, you stay in that lane and you accelerate and take it to the end, and then, then you merge at the end of the acceleration lane. And so when we got down to the end, I said, go. And she went right out to the left lane, and there was a semi right next to us. So oh, I yeah. grabbed the wheel, and it was kind of great, but I, I, I guess I shouldn't have said go. I should have, you know, but anyhow, it worked out fine. Oh. Yikes. I, I am stressed out. I see. I can't even hear the story with my heart's racing and I'm struggling. And I know you survived. Yeah. So, yes. But it's still stressful <laughs> for me to even hear. Wow. How many times did you actually have to push that brake pedal? A lot. A lot. A lot. I'll let Jim go. I got one more story about the brake pedal. Yeah, I was down at Eaton Park watching my granddaughter, eight-year-old softball game. And a lady came up to me and she looked at me and she said, do you remember me? And I said her name and I said, of course. And she looked and said, do you remember? And I said, oh, yeah. She had just started driver ed. We were driving right downtown by the old McDonald's drugstore. And all of her friends were walking down the street and she took both hands off the wheel and screaming at them, look at me. And... I, she said, what'd you do? And I said, well, I grabbed the wheel. And she then said to her daughter, who was now taking driver ed, don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it, though. I totally believe it. And I had a student that was real hesitant to go out on the road, um, just didn't want anything to do with it. So finally, on the last day, we are um, we were at the stop sign in front of the high school, and we we're going to turn right onto LaGrange and go back to the parking lot. Well, he turned the corner, but he didn't straighten the wheel out, and he stepped on the accelerator. We jumped over the curb, headed, oh. headed right for the sign in the front of the high school. And I was standing on my brake as much as he was on the accelerator. Now, I would, you know, with some experience, just turn the key off, but I didn't do that. I was trying to stop the car. We we did stop in time, and but I got everybody in the school was watching us, and um, I was ribbed about that for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they didn't have video back then. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Did the student get his license? Did he learn no, from his no, mistake? He it. didn't? No. <laughs> oh, all well, right. What percentage of kids that go through the program that take the test end up taking it more than once? I know I had two that had to retake. We taught uh, the curriculum quite hard, and with if the kids paid attention and we expected them to, by and large, they did well on the test. Um, and it is a tricky test. It's a multiple guess. Mm-hmm. Too right, too wrong. Pick the more right sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to do that aspect of doing the test. And then there's the behind the wheel test. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, if we've, if we've got a minute, I would love your opinion on self-driving cars. I wouldn't want to. I have no desire for it. I much prefer me being in control. Yes. And Jim, what do you? What about you? I, I'm I'm not interested in having one at all. I I just soon drive myself, and and I just wouldn't want to trust one. I well, think it would be hard to trust, but you know what? It's it's happening more and more and more. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I I shudder the day I look across the highway and see nobody driving a car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I, freak out. <laughs> I never knew I'd be living the Jetsons life. I never knew, but um, I got to say this to you both. You uh, helped so many people in this area uh, learn to drive. And I really appreciate what you did because it takes 
it, it just, I'm just impressed because not only did you have to have nerves of steel, but you had to put these extremely nervous people in a, you know, having faith that you believed in them, that they could do this so that they could relax enough to actually do this. It's not an easy task driving, but you were amazing at getting so many people from scared to death to driving confidently. And so we appreciate you. After yeah. Rosalie contacted me, I went I went back and looked to see, because we never knew how many students we actually did over the 14 years. And we did 785 students went through our Wow. Class. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for having me. All right. Then as they say, happy motoring. We love it when you share ideas and comments. Email the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. One long word, no spaces, the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. You'll find podcasts of the shows on the website as well. And for more inspiration from Teresa R. Getman, visit EnterprisesLLC.com. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Breakfast Club, highlighting what's good every Friday morning at 830 as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive positive and relevant ways to experience hope. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Join us again next Friday at 830 for The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Find a podcast of today's show at WCSY.com. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven, works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at VassarChiropractic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 8.30 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Whiteford Wealth Management, they have the pleasure of serving clients in nearly half of the country from their beloved South Haven. Rest assured, with Whiteford Wealth Management, you will always get simple, candid advice based on the wealth of knowledge and experience in tax, legal, and investments. Clients trust Whiteford Wealth Management with their life savings, and they earn that trust by recommending products that they use themselves. Whiteford Wealth Management. Let them help you build wealth. WhitefordWealth.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy. The Breakfast Club on WCSY-FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises, LLC.